Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yay, because answering the phone and saying hello was starting to lose all meaning. Aww. <laughs> like that episode of Friends when, um, when, uh, um, what's his name? Ah, John Lovitz gets really stoned when Monica's <laughs> cooking for him, and he's like, and he goes, Tartlet, Tartlet, Tartlet. Words lost yeah. all meaning. <laughs> There's a word for it. It's called semantic satiation. It's called semantic station or something. Called what? Semantic. Satiation. You know, like how you get sated, you get full or something? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it is. Hello and welcome to the Sadie and Shane Super Happy Springtime. What's it fucking called? Super Happy Fun fun Time. Fun Time Spring Fling. Featuring me, Sadie, and that guy, Shane. Hola. And we're just hoping beyond all hope that this is recording right now because, oh my god, issues. This podcast is brought to you by Trial and Error. And, uh,. Oh, determination. And we should also probably mention that the reason this call sounds weird is because we're just recording off of our phones because hashtag technology, hashtag fuck Skype or hashtag fuck Tintin, something, something. This probably has something to do with net neutrality. I don't know. All right. Um, thanks, Trump. Let's let's just go with that. <laughs> it's probably oh the FBI guy. That's what it is. The FBI guy got fired, and now we can't record calls anymore. Which is weird, because you'd think that the FBI likes people recording calls. Anyway. You'd think. Anyway. Um, so, we're just going to be talking about leftovers tonight. Uh, we didn't record last yep. week, because I have been a busy monkey feather. And um, so, we're two behind on leftovers. And rest assured, we will get to the Fargos when we get there. Um, do you have or as any... I like to call this week's episode, L.A. Uh, yeah, right? Instead of Fargo. Anyway. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait to talk about that one. That one was... Fucking great. <laughs> so we're talking about the episodes that are called Crazy White Fellow Thinking. Not thinking, which it mm-hmm. should be, but thinking. And uh, good day, Melbourne. And uh, before we start, do um, you have any uh, things you want to talk about, things to suggest? Re- um, recommendations is the word I'm looking for. 
Yeah, I don't know if I have anything right this... I hadn't been thinking about it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I watched uh, all... Oh, I did oh. think of something, but oh. you go ahead. Okay, I finished. I know I've mentioned uh, Shut Eye on Hulu before. I barreled through eight episodes of that last Sunday, and so I finished wow. it, and it was really, really good. Just fucking weird, but great acting, fucking weird, and I really, really liked it. So... Okay. That I've started and the first will, episode of Handmaid's oh, Tale. Um, and oh, I keep hearing good things about that one. Mm-hmm. I read the book uh, years and years ago in Mexico. It was good. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I was just going to say that uh, they've released two episodes so far of American Gods, and mm-hmm. it's been fucking amazing. It's been, I think I said online, it's the the best book to TV mm. transition I've ever seen. Um, Wait. So good. Wait. Really? What are we? What? What? What are you waiting? Because you don't. Oh think... yeah, even better than Under the Dome. Thank you. Thank you for knowing where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know because I'm I'm questioning. <laughs> and um, dude, this uh, this show is being done so well. I love it. It's Brian Fuller, you know, from Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Dexter, is, I think, is beautiful. I think. Did he do Dexter? I think he also did that. He did Pushing Daisies, he did uh, Hannibal, and he had another one, but I didn't think he ever did that. Hmm. Oh, okay. okay. The name sounds really, anyway. really familiar. Anyway. He did Dead Like Me. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I have a, uh, a text out to a friend to loan me their stars uh, login so that I can watch American Gods. But Yeah, yeah. American Gods is on stars, so it's not that easy to find, but if you can find it, watch it, because... Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so now, I, yeah, I already have go. I have the prime and they only give you a seven day thing on the stars. So like I was saying before, I might just wait till most of them are out and then just binge them in yeah. a seven day stint. So, okay. Crazy white fellow thinking. Um, Scott Glenn, goddamn dude with the acting. This was a great um a great almost one hander, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I love that the show they go into season three knowing this is the last season. And there's only X number of episodes in the season, and they devote a whole episode to this guy. Mm-hmm. To him and... And it turns out great. And he doesn't say a lot either. Like, lots of just, like, silent walking around and listening to the tapes. I love him well, listening to the Well, for a lot of tapes. it, he's, he's having, you know, a very horrible, no good, very bad day. And he, <laughs> he doesn't need to express himself verbally because you can just see all this shit happen to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single person on this show has shit that they do with their face that's just ridiculous. Like, you don't need words because you can just see it on their face. And the part where his uh, tape recorder got, got rained on, I cried. Mm-hmm. I was devastated <laughs> that the tape got rained yeah. on. That was traumatizing. And, um, I was just thinking about something, which is, you know, he has this whole series. If he collects all of these dancers or does all of these sacred things at the right spot, you know, that's going to prevent a flood on the, what, the 14th? Mm-hmm. 15th anyway. in Australia. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Good writing on that one. Um, yeah. But, so he, he has that belief. And then Matt has this thing where he's writing a gospel of Kevin. And then the the woman that we meet today, she has her belief of what happened to her family. And then you parallel, you have um, uh, Nora who is investigating this thing, that might be what's going on. You know, the, the people might be being sent somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm yeah, I think these episodes are actually... present all of these different 
uh, beliefs, and every one of them to me sounds legit. You know, like mm-hmm. every time somebody has an idea, I'm like, ooh, is that it? You know. <laughs> yep. Oh, I was just gonna say something. When like Nora meets with the with the people, I was like, oh yeah, this is absolutely yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I'm sorry that I got you off track of what you were thinking. No, no, that's okay. Like I didn't take notes on these. I watched them both a couple of times and thought about them a lot. And then I just downloaded some recaps today and like underlined some things that I just wanted to mention. Um, but yeah, um, I think that these, what? I I was going to ask something, but you had, um, I think both of these episodes go really well together because like they're Mm, they're out of our usual realm, um, of, of, Mm -hmm. you know, Mapleton and then Jarden and stuff. And, um, I like this line that I read in a just in a comment today. But if Kevin Jr. is Jesus, then yes, Kevin Sr. would be God in that scenario. And God was not a part of Jesus's narrative. Jesus was part of God's narrative. So yeah. I mean, yeah, if he's his dad, then yeah. But I love that. Like, I think towards the end there, Kevin G- Sr. did realize, like, yeah, I don't think this is about me. Because because you got okay. Like, can you help me out with the timeline at the end of that episode? Possibly. Because he comes up to the he comes up to the the church or whatever, and uh, it's young people out there building a boat. Uh-huh. And then the next day, it's not there, and they're not there, and just that woman is there. And I was not clear what was going on. Wait, so the 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 day after he met the young people building the boat, the next day he came out, and mm-hmm. none of that was there. Well, uh, the next day, he's sitting there in the kitchen talking to that lady, and she tells about, you know, mm. her kids that she raised or whatever, and I guess those were her kids. I don't know. Uh, and then it just, the timeline seemed wonky to me there. I don't know. So, like, are you talking about between the time that he was talking to Grace? No, because he was like, talking to Grace uh, after, she killed, after she killed the mm, other wait. Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And she tells him her story, and mm-hmm. it sounded like she was saying there was nobody else. And I was like, yeah, but wh- who are those young people outside then, you know? Yeah. And so I checked my crazy theory. My crazy theory, okay. la- ladies and gentlemen, was wrong. because the co- Oh, which one? The, what I told you last week, that I thought that maybe the people building the boat were kind of, sort of, her kids. Yes, that's what made me think about it. There are there are five, but the colors are wrong. Mm-hmm. So I like was watching oh, it today, okay. and I'm like, so we got white girl, white girl, brown guy, two black guys, but the kids are like two white girls, one white boy, and like two like one black girl. So the they are so five. Are the boat builders not related to her at all. I don't know. I still it could be like. I still have this weird feeling that the boat builders are somehow related to her children. There are five of them. So Mm -hmm. so there's that. And the fact that Kevin interacts with them and interacts with her, but we never see her with those people. I think that's odd. I think that Mm -hmm. Kevin has something with those people building the boat that that might have all, I mean, he was just like recovering from a horrible snake bite also. That could have all been... And he did believe before that about the flood. So it could have all been... If you were dreaming, you could be dreaming about both, I guess. It could all be crazy white fellow thinking. Yeah. If you just like... Oh, man. Well, that I one guy... so he, bad because he fell off the roof on the guy. I know. So, yeah, he, he asked... the guy who had his information. He asks those people, do any of you know Christopher Sunday? And she's like, yeah, we all know each other. It's a small country. Another guy says, I know Chris. <laughs> Are you the guy that fell on him? <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah. smushed him. He said something like that more than just fell. The guy who crushed him. Yeah. That was so sad. Mm-hmm. So also, Christopher Sunday, you need to get on this That's shit and teach That's people the song. But 
Christopher Sunday. Yeah, I felt like those when you have the uh, there, they'll often be in the news about people that there's only three people in the world that still speak this language. You know, you should have we should have recorded that at some point. You know? Yeah, pick up a tape recorder, dude. Just, just. <laughs> well, you you and I are ones to talk as I, far as being able to record anything. God, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I know. So, what do you what do you think? Why does Scott Glenn? Does he think this thing about recording the songs and making the rain stop has something to do with him singing Itsy Bitsy Spider to Kevin and, and making the rain stop? That's the impression I got. Like, back then, Kevin Jr. believed that that song made the rain stop, and I, that song made the rain stop. I think this is a fucking weird leap. <laughs> it, well, it's Kevin Jr. and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, because because we don't know what's going on in Senior's head, and he said mm-hmm. when he left um, Mableton that no, he's not. He's not not crazy anymore. He just stopped fighting what the voices were telling him. Just like he feels much better now because he's just doing what the voices say now. And maybe that's yeah. what the voices said. And I like the voices. I, I Kevin's voices are fine. Just okay. Do, do what they say. Kevin Junior's voices. What are we to make of the uh, the guy that emulates himself? Hmm. Well, okay, so that's another reason that these two episodes go so well together, because he answered mm-hmm. the question one way, Nora answered the question the other way, and they both got rejected. Mm-hmm. So what's that? So you did figure that out, right? That the guy had been rejected yeah. from the program? Yeah. And what's cool was a lot of people like immediately jumped to that conclusion last week. It's like, well, was he like signing up for the program? But yeah, so I don't know. So what do you think about that question? And how would you answer that question? Uh, I am a, a cold-hearted dick sometimes. I I think I would answer it the way Nora answers it. Um, you could cure cancer and help millions of children who would have died otherwise. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a stupid question. Because a, a, if you can see the future and guarantee this, okay, that's cool. But what in the child, the one child dying makes it possible for the other one to cure cancer. A cruel and capricious God. Oh, there you go. It's true. And I did think, I had a quick thought that like, well, what if like his twin baby brother died of cancer and the guy grew up and he was like, but I want to like make that um, not happen. But then Nora asked, is it quick and painless or is it long and drawn out? And they said quick and painless. Little, mm-hmm. little baby dying of cancer is not quick and painless. So that's not it. I just think, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, the, ethical questions. That's the philosophy. other reason why the, that's the correct answer, because then kid dies quick and painless, but if a, a, a kid got cancer, it would be long and drawn out and hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm also a yes on it. It's sort of like that thing where if you push this button, someone in the world will die, um, but, you know, you get a million dollars and you'll never meet this person. Except the example on the leftovers is beneficial for everybody. It is. In the whole world. It is. Forever. And in, in my scenario, um, someone, someone else push, pushes the button and I die. That's the, that's the conundrum on that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah. That's the worst. Um, so um, I just also want to say that woman, Grace, and her monologue, like one of the most compelling fucking things I've ever seen. She was yes. She was amazing that was a beautiful like long shot i think it was an uncut monologue shot which was mm-hmm. gorgeous i didn't go back and watch to make sure but i feel like it is 
Um, and sometimes when you um, have something like that that's super emotional, it's it, it's beneficial to cut away and see someone else's reaction. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. best to just linger. And I was a goddamn fucking wreck. <laughs> and I've never seen this person oh, before. You know, when you get to when you get to watch Better Call Saul tonight. There is a shot towards the end. You'll recognize it when you see it. Okay. It's all about the power of lingering. Oh, nice. Nice. Have you ever seen, um, I'm going to do this, even though we don't have much time, um, Your Friends and Neighbors? No. Do you know who Neil Labute is? I stay inside my house all the time. I never see my friends and neighbors. (laughs) Do you know who Neil, Neil Labute is? No. So he made three of my favorite movies that I consider a trilogy, even though they're not related, but... They came out in kind of rapid succession and were all super amazing. One of them is called In the Company of Men um, with Aaron mm-hmm. Eckhart and uh, Matt something. It's amazing. It's about these two guys who go on a business trip and they decide, hey, let's see who can like fuck this girl first. And it's like a deaf girl and it's a fucked up movie. <laughs> it's, it's fucked. The second one is Your Friends and Neighbors. It has Nastasi Kinski and Catherine Keener and Ben Stiller and it's fucking amazing. Um... Oh, God, where was I going? There's a scene. Oh, so, yeah, in that, and Jason Patrick. So, in that movie, there's a scene where Jason Patrick, he and Ben Stiller and probably Aaron Eckhart are all sitting around in, like, a spa at their gym. And he starts telling the story of how he, like, raped a kid in junior high. And (laughs) it's horrible. It's the most horrible fucking story. So, the camera just lingers on him. And I've timed it. It's like three minutes and 18 seconds. And the thing is, with that scene, you would think that you would cut away to Ben Stiller's Mm -hmm. reaction or someone else's reaction, but you don't. It just, that story, and that's all you get to see, and the camera kind of pans in on him, and it just makes you sick to your stomach to hear him, like, telling this. Mm -hmm. And it's it's when I realized um, in my, you know, film love that the reactions of other people are what makes drama. And it's hard when you have to let yourself, just you, come up with how you feel about what just happened on the screen. Yeah, it reminds me of when we were talking about Feud. And, you know, these two women were some of the best actresses in in a large part of that was reactions. You know, one Mm -hmm. of them would be the crazy person in the movie screaming and the other one would have to react off of that. Mm -hmm. The whole thing. Yeah. And uh, been Cinema 101 with <laughs> and also, yeah, listeners, Cinema 102, um, if you notice that, you know, people getting shot in movies, you, that's not sad. Like, people die all the time. That's not sad. It's sad when you see someone who cares about the person who died dying. Mm-hmm. And that took me a while well, to figure out, too. At the end of this <laughs> there certainly will. So the third part in that trilogy is Nurse Betty. With Renee Zellweger. Oh, I know that one. Oh, you have? Yeah. So that's the same director. No, I haven't seen it, but I know oh, of it. It's fantastic. You, I wish you had a VCR because I have all three on VHS. <laughs> but, uh, you have a VCR, but you don't have a Blu-ray player. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I have like 400 VHSs and zero Blu-rays. So, so it kind of makes sense. Okay. But anyway, Nurse okay. Betty is fantastic. Also has that Aaron Eckhart and amazing people and it's about this girl who's obsessed with a soap opera and it's yeah it's incredible but the best thing about it morgan freeman and um chris rock as hitmen and it's just the craziest weird movie but those three movies in succession are crazy anyway all right 744 back to it <laughs> we're still what talking about this second episode where okay i'm not i'm not stupid right i mean that was the hotel right 
Oh. It's the same hotel from his, his death, right? I don't think so. It looked a whole lot like it, man. And yeah. They, had, they even had scenes like they were filming from inside the closet as he gets his clothes out. And I was like, oh, that's a callback. That's a callback, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I could have sworn it was the same hotel. I, did they? I think they showed the lobby though, and the lobby in the in the Afterlife Hotel is like very big and airy, like with lots. Well, of... something about it just kept reminding me of that episode. Well, I'm sure that we having, were. I kept picturing it. That we were totally meant to to be reminded of that, and I totally was. Even at the end with the the fire alarm going off. Yeah. Know, I haven't rewatched the episode, but that happens in that episode, right? I think so. Yeah, that the fire alarm goes off. I think so. Yeah. Yes. And that's the first episode we find out that his dad is in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's true. I was, yeah, I was so pissed off that dad didn't show up on the TV. Okay, so question. Oh, my God. <laughs> that using, sorry, but using the TV is just so brilliant. The way that they were able to do it twice, where he thought that he saw the girl, and then his dad actually saw him when he went to investigate. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to jump all over the place because what you said just reminded me of how happy I was to see Kevin Sr. at the end. And then when he kind of mm-hmm. like pointed at Grace, I don't think he said my girlfriend, but like something like that. And Grace looked super happy in there. Just yeah. in, in the moment they showed her. And I was like, however much time well, has passed, God she knows. Thinks she's found her Kevin. She thinks she's found her, you know, he just told her how her faith was correct all along that she would you know, lost her faith, and now she's like, oh, my God, everything, I was right the whole time. Well, so, she's happy. well, okay, so wait. So do you think that when he said you had the wrong Kevin, that he's talking about himself? He might be, yeah, because this episode shows us that he's not, uh, you know, an entirely humble man. No. But either way, whether he's talking about himself or Kevin Jr., he's giving her her hope back. Yeah, but I think that... I mean, it can't be him because the story's not about him. No, that book that Matt wrote's not about him, but he wants it to be. Remember, he's like, why didn't you include me? Why didn't you include me doing this and this? Yeah, I know. Oh. So he feels like he is important. Well, yeah, he totally feels like he is, but I think that he, I think maybe during her speech, he might have come to the realization that the shit's not about him. It is about Junior. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe. That works too. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, many. they're together now, so whichever one of them is, is Jesus, you know, he's there. Yep. It was adorable. And who's not there? Nora. <laughs> right? Okay. So let's talk about that. Um, yeah. she She ditches him over and over and over. She, I think she checked, yeah. she checked out, oh, I think she checked out of their relationship the second she got the call from uh Yeah. As soon as the possibility that she might her kids again some part of her brain was like okay well i'm done with this relationship like not consciously mm-hmm. but yeah that, that switch got flipped but yeah so when she like she ditches him at the airport and then he's like why'd you do that i've got twenty thousand dollars you could have split it with me that was and hilarious like, when like, he oh. said that and like, well you know i didn't know that about only taking 10 grand out but then i didn't think of the solution either when he said that like why didn't you give me half of it oh yeah. yeah, why didn't she give him that? You know, I didn't but think about that. Because because she's completely checked out, and she wasn't. She didn't want to tell him the truth about what she was doing. She didn't want to share what was going on. She didn't want to, like, yeah. Just, and this she, is a couple that has traditionally shared everything, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm seeing a dead woman. Eventually, they share everything. 
Eventually, they do. Um, Oh, so uh, Richard Cheese version of Personal Jesus last week. That was amazing. (laughs) That was amazing. Super cool. Where else did I hear Richard Cheese? And thematically appropriate. I heard him on some other show that we watch. Might have been. Might have been Saul. Um, let's see. Great song. Oh, the, this episode had the, uh, what was the song called? Ray La Montagna. The love is over. This love is over. Mm-hmm. It was a great song, but, um, I Which watched it. Uh, was terrible to hear that song and then, you know, start the episode and be like, yeah, well, this is happening. <laughs> and I could, yeah, I watched the credits the other day and was just a blubbering idiot by the end. And, um, and then today I was like fast forwarding or not. Yeah. I was like listening to the song cause I wanted to hear the words, but I couldn't watch. I can't watch with the, oh, that part where the little kid what is do in you the bed. Think about, <laughs> what do you think about the scene where Nora is presented with the problem of the bus is coming, but this girl wants you to hold her baby? I don't know. So random. And there's also, um, yeah, there's a lot of baby imagery in this episode. They were actually fucking on the baby, the baby baby changer thing. What? Yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah, she's uh, obsessed with babies in her mind because she gave up, uh, gave up the baby. Do you think she's pregnant? No, she has an IUD. So? Well, yeah, I guess Jesus could get past that. But uh, Those things do fail every once in a while. So there was just so much baby okay. stuff. I think it's weird. They did the blood test, and um, he said pregnant. She's like, I'm not pregnant. And like, oh, yeah, IUD. How do you know that? Medical records. But, and then... I don't want them to... Um, I don't want them to give her a new baby, and that fix everything, you know? No, I think if they gave her a new baby, it would fuck everything <laughs> somehow or okay. other. Um, did you have a moment where you thought that the metal detector would never let her through? Yes, because, <laughs> you know, Carrie Coon is all about machines not being nice to her this year. Yep, exactly, in everything that she's in. Yep, I know, I want to go back and watch Gone Girl and see if, like, she ever pushes a button that doesn't work <laughs> for her. <laughs> um, um, hey, also, what if she was pregnant uh-huh. uh, and that showed up on her medical stuff? Maybe that's why they didn't let her through. But then why bother for the baby? Then why bother to ask her the question? Because she's going to be a mom now, and they were like, "What? Seriously, you'd kill a baby?" <laughs> so, do you think if, if they had taken her and this had kept going, do you think that they that she would do it? Do you think she'd go through with it? Yes. Yeah. I decided ten minutes into the episode that she would absolutely go through it, and then. She's at the place and she starts like mentally, um, like writing her goodbye letter. You know, hey, tell tell him she's sorry that she had to go and she understands. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't want to hear it. So sorry. Yeah. You know, she's she's already composing that in her head. But she's ready. That's true. That's true. Um, I love whatever. She's even calm in the in the box. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, that's weird too. Like. Yeah, I don't know why they rejected her. And that whole thing, it's a fucking conundrum, and we better find out what the fucking answer Some is to that thing. Lover. But But the other guy said no, and they said no to him, too. Yeah, okay, then I don't know. Yeah, so I love, I love more than anything that the one lady is like, so, yeah, we know that this will send you to where they are. We don't know where that is. And the, yeah, it's the, a very the, practical concern. It, yeah, it could be like, um, you know, the moons of Saturn. And you just get there and you explode. <laughs> well, um, I just remembered something I was going to say. This is a, I love this show 
Um, this is a show where you can have a woman walk into an empty warehouse with a piano and two women speaking an Asian language playing the piano. No, they're they're um and they're like not, Danish or or Norwegian or Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. European, whatever. Yeah. Point being, two foreign ladies sitting at a piano talking and playing the piano and this is a normal theme for this show because this is the sort of set piece that they like to do and it's beautiful. And playing the, the third version of AHA's take on me that that we have heard this week. Yes, that was the other thing I was in the you take on me. I yeah. I love that. They just got the rights to that song, and they were like, "We're gonna fucking use the hell out of it." Or well, I'm was sure there that, a big meaning behind it. Um. Well, okay. There, are, there are lyrics in in it that are that are good, <laughs> you know, for the show. Um. Just, I mean, I'll be gone in a day or two. Um. Needless yeah. to say, I'm odds and ends, and and I'll. I always forget that that line is in a day or two because it just gets so high pitched and hard to understand. In a day or two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I love the piano version. That was really cool. Um, and I have this guy I listen to, uh, Christopher O'Reilly, who does um, uh, Radiohead piano covers in addition to lots of other stuff. But that was really cool. And I liked the uh, cool trumpety version. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, when did you know that Evie wasn't Evie? Uh, when he sent the photo... Uh, to mm-hmm. what's her name? To and Lori. They didn't show it on camera. And that Lori was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally her." I'm like, "Oh God, she's doing mm-hmm. that thing where you don't tell mm-hmm. a psychotic person that they're having a psychotic break." <laughs> yep. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. That was it. I might should have guessed it earlier, but but this show, who knows? There could be an actual dead person holding up a, a sign. Yes. Know? And do you know what the sign is? Put there just for you to see. I looked it up. It's a verse from the Quran. Um, I don't remember exactly what it says, though. Yeah, yeah, not exactly, obviously, but it has to do with their um, end of the world apocalypse thing, and like, and then this oh, will right. happen, and this will happen, and there's something about a girl. A girl will be covered in dirt, and I think that's an Evie reference. But there's a whole bunch of stuff in there which I don't need to get into. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, that scene was amazing when he's like just watching the TV and and he's like. When the TV won't go off, too. Why did the TV... Oh, ah, okay. What's with him and TV? <laughs> that's another... First off, yeah, obviously that's another scene that was designed to make us remember the the death hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that... When he's sitting there watching that Good Day Melbourne show, first off, I was waiting for them... You know, what is it that they're going to show that's going to make him... You know, obviously... When he, sorry, I'm very incoherent right now. But when he called downstairs <laughs> mm-hmm. and they said it'll take a minute to shut it off, from that moment, I'm like, okay, there's going to be something that is going to pop up right before it turns off and he's going to panic because mm-hmm. that's how the show works. Yeah. But it was awesome. And, yep, and there it was. And that guy was totally Australian, Matt Lauer. <laughs> is that a real show? What, what, Good Day Mel- Melbourne? Good Day Melbourne. I don't know, yeah. probably. I mean, every show has their good morning, whatever, don't they? Yeah. That, though, when he had to ask, is it filmed live? I'm like, dude, every show that looks like that is filmed live. Yes, that is actually happening. Most people are out there with the signs right now, go. Yeah, because yeah, because otherwise <laughs> they'd be like, let's edit out that weird girl who's staring right at the camera with her sign. <laughs> Did you like how they... Uh, transition there where he leaves the hotel and we're following him and then it picks up Nora and we follow her. Yes. Yes. That was cool. All in all, 
fantastic fucking episode. Um, and Daniel Sackheim was the director of this one. So Mimi Leader did the last one. She's phenomenal. I fucking love her. Um, I looked up Daniel Sackheim this time because he's just, I recognized his name. And he's done yeah, Game of Thrones, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead. He's like just one of those names that you see all all the time. What was going on? Did somebody say that there was an explosion at the end? I mean, yes. the whole thing was not just from them lighting the book on fire. No. Right? Yeah. So yeah. And so this is a cool thing that I hadn't thought of. The fact that there was a massive explosion really nearby, something that caused the whole city to shut down and airplanes to be grounded and no taxis. They didn't hear it in their hotel room because they are so into what was happening with them. Like anything yeah, that yeah. big, you would have heard. You'd think. What if it was, no, that, I don't know if that was close by enough. I was going to say, what if it was the machine? Ooh, oh, shit. <gasps> cool. That's a good, that's, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Do you think the machine exists? It has to. Where are these people well, going? Well, I think so, because if it was all a fraud, if they would have taken her $20,000. Mm-hmm. So but, it exists. But they can't take her $20,000 and then have her not disappear, because she said that she looked up all the people who had done the mm-hmm. uh, the videos, and they were all gone somehow. Okay, so either the machine exists, or all these people have been murdered, but why? So, yeah, yeah machine exists. Um, crazy theory I heard this week. I don't, I don't know if it actually goes, sorry, I don't know if it actually goes anywhere, but it exists. Okay. So, crazy theory I heard this week. What if um, uh, Nora slash her name is Sarah, when she's wrinkly and stuff, <laughs> is in the other place now, and with the nuns? Yeah, stuff. that's... That's something I thought about. You know, what if either at some point this season she does go and that's where that scene is set in mm-hmm. the other Australia? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, there was something about the way they filmed when she got out of the box. Like, that doctor guy was not around anymore. It was just the two ladies. Mm. And what if getting in that box she went to another dimension? <gasps> and that's already happened now. Whoa. That but sounds... it's just like here, so she hasn't noticed anything. That's very Lindelofy. And then, will there be a polar bear? If she finds out, like if she goes, if she somehow finds out, like somebody famous that didn't disappear, then she's like, oh, I'm in a different world. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Um, do you know the the Bible? I don't think that's gonna happen. Do you know the Bible story about Sarah though? Getting back to the pregnancy thing. Yeah, uh, she was like a million years old, and Abraham was able to knock her up because God. Yep, and then she changed her name to Sarah after. She- Mm-hmm. She, she was Sarai, and he was Abram, mm-hmm. and then they changed to Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. So this is the whole thing. And uh, I wrote down uh, pregnant because have you seen that thing of like all the like <laughs> things of mispronouncing yes. pregnant? I could watch that yeah, every goddamn awesome. day and burst that into tears. Incredible every fucking day. <laughs> so um, I think Jeff's here because my dog's barking. Um, at okay. the end of the episode, when the sprinklers come on and the mm-hmm. water's running down her face. I thought that mm-hmm. that looked like this is finally like that water represents all the crying that she's never done because she's such a Ooh, tough chick. That's a good one. I know, right? That's a good one. I was watching it just hysterically maybe, sobbing as uh, I do. She actually will let go of her kids. Maybe, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe you have to let that shit flow down your face and stop being such a tough bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she never mourns for her husband. Well, because he cheated on her with their fucking preschool teacher. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's why she got divorced. That's how she met Kevin was when she was, uh, they were both getting divorced in the courthouse. 
That's right. And she invited him to go to wherever. um, It's that episode, Guest, my very favorite episode, Hour of Television of all time, season one, episode six. Um, And she says, like, want to come to this place with me? He's like, oh, no, I have a daughter. He's like, fuck your daughter. That was like (laughs) one of the first things Nora ever said to Kevin was, fuck your daughter. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else? I know you got stuff to do. Um, let me just like rummage through real quick. Um, oh, someone said in this review that Kevin Senior only landed on her doorstep by chance, and I wrote, "Really? <laughs> like, I don't think anything happens by chance on no, the show. Nothing on the show happens by chance. Um, oh, now it's entirely possible the whole show will end, and we will have no idea what has been guiding things, but something has been guiding. It's true, and so the episode title crazy white person or white fellow thinking, um, talking about uh, Kevin and what's-her-name. They might be inflicted with the condition in the episode title. It's easy to think you're important. It's terrifying to admit you're not. You know, everyone is the star of their own movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's impossible to look at someone else's movie and think that it's their their thing. Um, and also yeah. just, I loved Christopher Sunday. What a fabulous fucking dude with a crazy-ass face and so many wrinkles. <laughs> Yes. That guy looks like the outback. Well, if you lived in the desert, you probably would have that many wrinkles. I know, yeah. And and Kevin Sr., oof, dude, you know? Like, looking back at how how handsome he was in Silence of the Lambs, and it's like, dude, (laughs) ravages of time. Like, serious ravages. Well, I'm sure the makeup department is responsible for some of it. I'm I'm sure, too. Yeah, because he's a handsome man. (laughs) All right, well, so fingers crossed that this recorded, and it's all good, and I will put it in Dropbox immediately before it disappears. And, uh, and you are able to uh, pause and edit stuff now? Yes, I think right. so. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, tomorrow I don't work until noon and I have nothing in the morning. Um, so, let's see. Until Shay and I record the Fargo stuff in a few, couple few days, we'll figure it out. Um, I have been Sadie and that has been Shane. Yes, that has been. Yes, and this has been an hour of crazy white fellow thinking. Your own personal us someone to hear your prayers someone who cares feeling unknown and you're all alone flesh and bone by the telephone lift that receiver I'll make you a believer take second pass put me to the test things in your chest you need to confess yes we deliver you know I'm a forgiver reach out and touch faith Reach out and touch faith. All right, boys, reach out and touch faith.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.